and welcome to Guidepost in Motion, a podcast highlighting risk, compliance, and security professionals with insights meant to keep you, your business, and operations moving forward. Uh, my name is Susanna Herkert, and I'm a Senior Director with Guidepost Solutions. Uh, in today's podcast, we are going to talk about the guide compliance model. Uh, Lou, as you mentioned earlier uh, in our previous podcast, DEA registrants try to do the right thing but are often unsure of how to go about closing gaps in their compliance programs to potentially avoid uh, red flags. Companies similar to what uh, we described in our previous podcast can close or lessen the gap on these issues and avoid such injurious situations uh, by knowing how to address their compliance concerns. Yes, Susanna. Uh, Hi, and it's good speaking with you again. Yeah, look, this is, broadly speaking, the difference between being proactive and being reactive. And when a company or a registrant, individual registrant, is in uh, crisis mode and the regulator has shown up or taken an action or the U.S. Attorney's Office or the state prosecutor or DEA, whatever entity it is, you're in crisis mode, you're dealing with now that action against the registrant. That's not a great time to all of a sudden look and see what did, where did we go wrong? Was there an incident of diversion? What, what protocols do we have in place? Are there gaps in our protocol? The best thing to do uh, for registrants that are proactive, they're gonna be in a much better position. And if they can institute sound compliance protocols, monitor those protocols for improvement consistently, you can avoid, the companies can avoid, and the individuals can avoid exposures to these uh, um, you know fines or criminal penalties as we as we've discussed about discussed previously um, one of the I think good things of having former DEA people and collaboration with you Susanna and our other colleagues at guidepost solution is um, we've developed the guide guide compliance model um, now what I will say is Susanna you know just again sing your praises when you were at, uh, with the DEA, at Quantico, you, you developed and instituted this great training program. You had support from senior, senior leadership at DEA, and you trained DEA investigators, DEA employees, and state and federal prosecutors on the best practices for how to investigate a company, how to investigate individuals that were involved in the diversion of controlled substances. And it's, it's important to note that that not, I'll, I'll step aside for a second, but it's important to know that that process is not of, um, oh, now that we know the best way to investigate those, we're gonna teach registrants how to circumvent those practices or those regulations, that's not at all. The benefit of that is if companies wanna be compliant and they wanna find a way to keep that closed system of distribution and be compliant with the Controlled Substances Act and the CFR, the practices that you, Susanna, spoke and taught about um, are really critical for those companies to know. And that led to that guide model, G-U-I-D-E. Um, it's a best practices approach for compliance based upon our knowledge of how investigations are conducted and prosecuted. Um, Susanna, you want to, you know, since this was your baby, in a sense, do you want to uh, you know, speak about this in a little greater detail? I think it would be, it would be great for people to hear about. 
Absolutely, Lou. Um, thank you. Yes, um, while at Quantico, uh, we started to realize that there was definitely a need for more training on how to address the complexities of investigating pharmaceutical diversion. And the prosecutors, the agents, the investigators all wanted a roadmap, um, a list of how they should best go about these. So we developed um, kind of a best way practice uh, on how to investigate these companies. And as Lou emphasized, it's important to note that what we've created at Guidepost Solutions is not meant to show individuals how to circumvent, but rather to ensure they're compliant with what DEA and prosecutors are looking at at companies because every registrant is different, every business practice is different. And so the guide compliance model, um, which um, as Lou explained, the G-U-I-D-E, um, which stands for Together, Unite, Identify, Develop, and Evaluate. And as Lou mentioned in our previous podcast, there's a company culture that's involved and in compliance as well. It's not just what's written on paper. And the gather part of our guide compliance model is going to gather everyone on the same page uh, for compliance, uh, because it's not just one individual who will ultimately be held accountable if something goes wrong um, in your in your compliance unit. And then we have the unite. We want everyone in the company, from the sales individuals to the pharmacists to the practitioners to corporate management, to be on the same page for what the goals are. Um, of the compliance program. And then we're going to identify what's currently out there uh, for their suspicious order monitoring, for their patient onboarding, for pharmacy onboarding, for different things in their compliance department. We're going to identify what is currently um, in place. And then we're going to develop based off that uh, for what is specific to the company's needs, uh, what's specific to their business practice. And then we're going to constantly evaluate to make sure that there are no gaps and that uh, their compliance is effective and bulletproof um, should a regulatory agency uh, or a prosecutor or anyone, uh, state entities, come in to do an evaluation. And so this guide model is designed to uh, accurately assess and remediate all aspects of a company and an individual's controlled substance compliance program. Uh, it's a cyclical process that allows for um, it to continue year after year. So once it's in place, the evaluation um, is designed to be set up yearly uh, to make sure that standards are current, are accurate, and follow the drug trends. Uh, they are pharmaceutical drug trends are constantly changing and evolving. And so making sure your compliance program detects and uh, is aware of that is, is important um, to make sure that you remain compliant. Uh, the guide compliance okay. model? Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Suzanne. I'm sorry. I mean, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. No, you're fine. Um, with evolving regulations, um, the guide model is designed to provide a cyclical assessment and refinement that will give companies and practitioners the necessary tools to prevent diversion um, and, and greatly reduce risk. And and at Guidepost and as well as with DEA, our goal was always to is, is for the safety of the public um, and to make sure that those who need the drugs receive the drugs and that those that do not um, are not put in harm's way. Um, so the guide model includes um, personalized uh, specific to the company because a practitioner's compliance program is going to be vastly different than a manufacturer's compliance program. Um, and it's designed to eliminate any potential failures um, and highlight uh, best practices for uh, each company or individual. 
And Lou, is there anything you'd like to add to that? Yeah. Well, no, nothing really to add to that. I think that's a great explanation. I know that um, in in practice, this is something that we've been doing for some time, but it's really a great way to um, um, delineate every single aspect of this program and this 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 program and this offering that we have at Guidepost. Um, I, I know it's been implemented for several of our clients. Can you talk a little bit about uh, any specific ones? Uh, sure. Uh, I'm currently doing it with a practitioner client right now um, who needed um, is, is in a proactive position, which is a great uh, position to be in. Um, he realized that you know he did not have uh, effective compliance set up within his growing practice. And based off some pharmacy letters, some insurance concerns, he realized that it was time to put some procedures in place to make sure that the staff was trained, um, make sure that they have protocols that are written um, in their office so that if the staff changes, they're aware of what the standards and the compliance uh, protocols are for the practitioner's office. And uh, it's especially important with practitioners who uh, run busy practices that might be involved as um, as a qualifying physician or an addiction treatment doctor, and then also have other components of their practice as well. So the, the, the guide model is designed to address uh, multiple business practices, uh, multiple registrants, and make sure that there are no gaps in their compliance program. Yeah, that's great, Suzanne, and and it's and, and I know of other other instances across the supply chain where we've we've implemented this, whether it's a distributor or a manufacturer, and it's a great way to get everyone on the same page, assess where everything is, and go all the way through the development of any remediation, and then the continual evaluation, either yearly or um, uh, on a on a quarterly basis, to make sure that the remediation is in place that the protocols are being followed and that the system is just running in a very tight way. Um, I mean, look, there's, there's so many moving parts to maintaining compliance, no matter what your business activity is as a DEA registrant. And I think that that guide compliance model is a sustainable roadmap for registrants to do it efficiently and effectively. And I, I, I think we, it's, it's something that will be um, looked at in, in a proactive way to help companies and stay on the right track. I agree, Lou, and thank you, Lou, for this insightful discussion. And thank you to those who tuned in today. For more information on assessing your diversion control program uh, or to get a guide compliance model review, uh, please visit our website at guidepostsolutions.com.